When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cribs, co-sleepers, bassinets, and bunk beds. With twins, there's a lot of equipment and transitions ahead. Should you put your newborns together, keep them in your room, or put in the nursery? And when they're older, when should you separate? Do they need their own rooms? Our twin parents are here to talk about sleeping arrangements for twins. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app. It's available in the Android, iTunes, and the Windows Marketplace. Before we get started, we're going to introduce ourselves. We got a full house today, so let's see here. <laughs> we're, let's see. I'll, I'll start out in um, on the phone with us. We've got um, three guests on the phone, and um, I don't know if we're going to start, you know, geographically or what. <laughs> <laughs> so many options. Yes. So we have um, Shannon um, in the East Coast. You want to tell us a little bit about your family? Yes, uh, we have two sets of twins. We have three-year-old boys and um, 17-month-old girls. Uh, And we were living in San Diego for about 10 years and just recently moved over here to Massachusetts. And we drove with our whole family um, to get over here to Massachusetts. So that was interesting. Oh, my gosh. I'm wow. sure the drive, you could write a book about the drive. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And how about Carrie? Tell us about your family. Hi. Um, I live in Ocean City, Maryland, and I also have two sets of twins, seven-year-old fraternal girls and two-year-old identical girls. All right. Two se- what is this with the, I know. With the multiple I know. sets oh, today? Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, though. I'm excited yeah. to hear what you guys have to say <laughs> about cool. sleeping. You get, you know, twice as many opportunities to, you know, perfect <laughs> to get it right. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Jules, um, so tell us, and you've got a unique situation, too. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Uh, so I'm in my, me and my, well, my husband and I and our girls are in Seattle. We have triplet girls, one identical, no, two identical, one fraternal. <laughs> Sorry, my head's spinning. Usually I, I'm not outnumbered, but that's great. <laughs> that's great. I'm usually up on top of the totem pole, but um, yeah. So we've been here in Seattle for 10 years, but all of our family, our extended family are in. Utah and New Mexico and Nevada. So pretty far away. 
Busy, busy. Okay, and in our studio, Angela. Hi, my name is Angela. Um, I'm a Montessori guide. Um, teach uh, ages three to six, and I have just one set of twins, <laughs> Reed and Abby, and they're about two and a half. Two and a, that's great. That's a good age. It, it is. is. It's well, super they're, they're fun. the same age almost as my twins. So I, um, I'm Sunny, so I'm producing today's show, and I have four kids total. Um, two singleton boys, ages five and three, and then my twins, are, I don't think they're quite two and a half. They're between mm-hmm. two and two and a half. Yes. And then the girls, identical girls. So you're not doing the 26 month no, I kind just, of thing? Well, I was <laughs> up until like 26 months, and then I was like, okay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't count past 26, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the months go too fast. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> and I'm your host, Christine, and I've got uh, identical girls who are six and a half. And then I also have a singleton girl and she's three and a half. And um, she she likes to be like her sisters. And right now we're we're my older girls are asking for fingernail polish, and now the three year old is asking for fingernail polish. And I'm like, oh, oh you know, boy. there's three years. I know you you think you're a twin, but you're <laughs> no, it's not happening. It's <laughs> cute though. It is cute. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So before we get started today, uh, we have a headline, and I love talking about positive stories, um, especially when it comes to breastfeeding online. And then this particular breastfeeding story involves a mom of triplets and breastfeeding. Yes, I said that right. She is providing breast milk for her babies, and she has three. Okay, so um, this is what happened. And, and this was involving Delta Airlines, which I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but Delta has really been stepping it up when it comes to, I mean, they're getting some, I hesitate to say public because it's going through these very organic channels and it seems to be very natural. Um, it doesn't seem like something they're really soliciting. I really hope it's like an internal thing where they're just training their employees and the good stuff is coming out. But anyways, there was a mom of triplets. She had to pump on the plane for her babies. And apparently the whole staff really just kind of went out of their way for her and so that she was comfortable and um, people weren't really bothering her and that she was able to pump. And then the mom, when she was done, she was so happy that she got all this support for it. I think she posted something to Facebook or whatever. And this is kind of how it became a story. So again, I just want to recognize not just Delta, but, you know, people that go out of their way to help moms. Because it would have been really easy to just kind of roll your eyes. You know what I mean? or just, I don't know, just not go out of your way to help someone that really needed help. Because this was, I think this was a longer flight. And when you got to pump, you got to pump. I mean, especially when you're feeding three babies. Like, you know how much you would have to pump? Like, it's just kind of crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, So what do you think? I don't, you know, well, I have to say, I mean, I I think a lot of the airlines, I mean, they're they're at least 
starting to put together policies on yeah. you know breastfeeding and starting the process. But yeah, you're right. I think Delta is ahead of the game. And then yeah, I, yeah. I had heard that they upgraded her to first class. That's, I was just going to say yeah. that they did. Yeah. They upgraded her to first class so she would have some extra space, and they gave her some extra snacks, which you need when you're yes. when you're breastfeeding. <laughs> so anyway. I mean, talk about like going above and beyond. Yeah, I'm like kudos. Yeah. Now I guess I know. Now Jules, I mean, I I, I don't know what your situation is, but I mean, I mean having triplets and just the the feeding process. I mean, yeah, complicated. <laughs> that's a big. That's a really big um, job in of itself. Did I mean? Did you ever have to fly with them? Oh, good God, yes. We only did it once before because it was just such a zoo. Um, because you can't sit three infants in one row. You have to split them up, and you have two parents, and you're totally outnumbered. But so we flew with them at 18 months. Wow. And I wasn't able to breastfeed any longer than three months. Um, due to sleeping arrangements and my own production, so right, but um, still but, traveling with eighteen-month-old <laughs> triplets. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! And, and was the airline accommodating for you? <laughs> oh yeah, they let us board early, and I mean everybody was really nice. It was, I think, it was more stressful simply because we weren't, we didn't know what to expect flying with with babies in the first place. Um, but it went really smoothly, and they were they were really great. I actually don't remember who we flew. I think it was Delta. <laughs> No, I actually I do. It was Delta. Woohoo! Great. <laughs> I think sometimes we're we're on our our own worst enemy in this, and that we we think about uh, okay, what is it going to be like, and everyone's going to hate it the moment my babies cry, and we like totally stressed ourselves out, and and sometimes we just I think need to take a step back and be like, well, let's just see what happens. Maybe they'll hate us. Maybe they won't. Maybe there'll be a nice flight attendant that helps me pump. You know, you never know. Yeah. So, anyways, props to Delta. I'll go ahead and uh, post a link uh, to this on our. Facebook page so you guys can check it out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. today with our expert parents talking about what to consider for setting up rooms and beds for twins of all ages. And I think, you know, it's great. We've got a really great mix here of, of ages. So um, we've all been through the newborn stage and some of us have been for the older because there it seems like at every point there's a lot of different, you know, thoughts to yes. put into place. But starting out talking about newborn twins. So what are some of the different rooming options? I mean, staying in the room with the parents or being in their own room. And sometimes I know like in, in the Montessori style, sometimes it, it puts parents like Almost bedding in the kids' room at different different times. Like I, having... I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I had my own that. room. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So what did you guys do? So how about with Carrie? What did you do for your newborn twins? Where did they go? The first set went in a pack and play next to our bed until we felt comfortable moving them to their room. I think we moved them at like four months into their own bedroom, and that just made it easy for nursing and everything. And then the second set, we actually did full-on co-sleeping. They were in bed with us and pretty much still are. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They were very different sleepers. The second set, they are not light. uh, They're light sleepers were the first set. 
um, were very heavy sleepers, so they could sleep through everything. So keeping the new ones with us is also just much easier all around. Oh, no, that's great. You know, and I think that's a great point that, I mean, there is no silver bullet formula for, you know, where they should sleep. And I mean, in your family, totally, you know, you took a different approach because they had different needs, different Mm -hmm. style. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And how about for Angela, what was your sleeping ranges? Where did you have your twins? So for the first two months, we used um, a co-sleeper, but the pack and play, we were also looking at that really closely because you can have the two. Um, It was really important for me to keep them together in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Um, So I did have them in my room for those first, well, four months. So for the first two months, we had them in the bassinet, I mean, the co-sleeper right next to us. And then um, I moved them to the floor beds in our room. For, and then in their own room when they were about four months. So about four months seems like the good time. They were sleeping a little bit heavier, a little longer, so mm-hmm. they could make it mm-hmm. through the night. And Shannon, for you, too, did you have them in room? The boys, so my first set of twins, they slept in a co-sleeper in our room, but really not. They, they mainly slept with us. One of the boys slept better in the co-sleeper, so I just was kind of transitioning him into that after nursing, but the other boy mostly slept in our bed with us until about, I would say about 17 months, we tried to move them into their own beds, like toddler beds in their room, uh, which, you know, they always ended up back in our bed. (laughs) (laughs) And then the girls, they sleep in, and so it's kind of the same situation with the girls. We have one girl who sleeps better than the other, so she's in her own crib, which is now in a you know, transition into a toddler bed on one side of our bed. And then the other twin, her crib is pulled up against our bed, like a co-sleeper. So she's more at our arm's length because she ends up in our bed, you know, a lot more often. So they're in our room still. And the boys are now in their toddler beds in their own room. Or all of them are in our bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Made a big bed. (laughs) But it's a a common theme here in close proximity to the parents' beds. And was that for Jules, for you, too? I mean, and now you've got the unique – I mean, three, it just – three takes up more room, more space. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) what were they also in your room? No, we were limited by our house structure in that – Our room just wasn't big enough for uh, three bassinets or three pack-and-plays or cribs of any sort. So we uh, were pretty strict about keeping them in their cribs, in their rooms. We had – so we started in stages. We When we brought them home, we had them all in one crib. And then when they got too long, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, to do that, we moved one baby into another crib and kept two together. And then we moved the third into their crib. And, uh, but that was the nighttime during the day we were all over the house. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a question. It's like kind of the nighttime you think of beds, but then, you know, as they sleep, take so many naps, then I guess that's kind of the other question. I mean, they, you know, they spend a lot of time sleeping in other areas besides a crib. So what did you put them in? Did you put them in either bassinet during the daytime or? <laughs> oh my gosh. Our house was just, um, so we have a, uh, two-story house. So the bedrooms are all on the top floor. And then on the bottom floor in our main living room, we had two pack and plays. And then we had two swings and three bouncers. And they oh were my gosh. Sometimes we would end up having them um, in their bouncers if we were having trouble getting them to sleep. And we would carry those upstairs and then, so, and then they'd primarily sleep upstairs, I guess is what I'm hearing then. So for night, for nighttime, yes. for nighttime. Okay. During the day we rotated, we, everybody got turns in the swings and bouncers and. 
<laughs> now, how about anyone else, you know, here on the phone? What kind of um, sleep area, either for, you know, for nighttime or daytime, did you? I mean, use like you know, either bassinets or rock and plays or you know, coast. I mean, I think we mentioned coast sleepers, um, coast sleepers at nighttime, but anything else like during the daytime? Yeah, I did. I used um, something called a Toppenchino, and that's a Montessori. Um, I mean, you can look it up on Etsy. There's a tons of them on there for sale. But um, and it's sort of like a bassinet mattress, sort of. Mm-hmm. And um, those were just a lifesaver so much because I would just hold them, rock them a little bit, and then just put them down, and they were already on like a little pad or a little mattress. So really, wherever I was, honestly, we were just on the floor everywhere. <laughs> so wow. we were just on the floor everywhere, and that was like their little cozy spot to sleep. But then I also also did have a crib mattress in my living room that turned into a nap spot often too. So if I was just, you know, if they were just kind of sleeping or starting to go to sleep, they could always just go over onto the mattress, and which they did. But uh, it, yeah, it was just kind of sleeping everywhere type <laughs> situation. So, so yes. Well, I said, you know, I like the simplicity of that. I mean, that you can just put a mattress, a small in, in the corner, you know, mm-hmm. really need, a, you know, a lot of furniture, just, you know, and then they, and the fact that they could learn that, hey, that's their little sleeping spot. Yes, and especially um, probably about eight months, they started to just go and crawl into the mattress. So they would, you know, know recognize that they were tired and say, "Okay, well, I'm just going to go over there," or they would just go and take a break. Especially my daughter, she would just go over there, rest for a little while, get back up, and go play. So, um, and yes, the simplicity was so. You know, I mean, as all of you know, sometimes less is so much more. You can't, you, arms are already completely full. You can't have four diapers bags. And, you know, I have no idea how you manage three swings and two bouncers. <laughs> because, oh my gosh, that's a lot of equipment. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of times we, you know, and if I was nursing one, I would kind of just, <laughs> even just kind of, with my foot, roll the other one over if they were upset or something. So on the floor was definitely where I lived yeah, for the first wow. year. And how about on the phone? What did you guys use? I know you use co-sleepers and anything else kind of during the daytime. I know um, for us, we they slept in their swings a lot, unfortunately. One, <laughs> one of my older daughters had such severe acid reflux and would cry for about 12 hours a day. So when we would rock her and finally get her to sleep, we would just slip her right into that rocker that kept on moving. It was like our only way to get any peace and quiet. So, oh, yeah. Now, was that like... anything fancy. <laughs> was, now, was that like a rock and play? Because I think I have seen on a lot of different, you know, twin boards that people just like wowing the rock and play for twins who have acid reflux and need to be more vertical. This was just a traditional swing that rocked um, front to back or side to side. And, and she would rock side to side. It was the only way to soothe her. And we even had a little blanket underneath to keep her really upright because she just, oh, the poor little thing. That, that acid reflux was just oh. miserable for them. Oh, man. Yeah. So definitely. Because I, I know I've, I've heard about different, also like rock and play and then also um, – Sometimes getting special like cushions that are like elevate um, on one end so they can be elevate have an elevated head and put just putting that within the mattress or whether they're on a crib or or any other just regular flat surface. So you know we had a little I, I guess like a wedge like that on their in their mattress underneath and she would just roll like eventually <sighs> she would move a little bit and then roll all the way down <laughs> to the bottom. So that never really helped us that much. Uh. 
<laughs> I, I, the, you know, I and know. I have to say, I think the twin parents are probably the most innovative, you know, and trying to be resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> They're shoving towels and stuff underneath yeah. them. Yeah, that's what it, my son had a little reflux, too. And I remember using the Toppenchino, like I said, and then I would kind of wrap a blanket around him. And he was like a little burrito, <laughs> um, sort of like a more elaborate swaddle, I guess. And then it would. Um, but because I had him all rolled up in there, I could prop more things underneath him. So it kept him a little elevated. So, yeah, I did that. Yeah. And then place. A little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so now how about, okay, so, um, so when they're first, you know, they're young and it sounds like I think everybody put them together. So what, what did the first transition look like? So um, I think I heard four months from a few folks that that's kind of when you decided, okay, they're ready to go into maybe their own bed. I know in, in my case, it was kind of the same thing. We had um, our girls in a co-sleeper next to our bed because I think, you know, again, I think having them in room near the bed makes it so much easier for night feedings and especially for, for breastfeeding. Um, I could not imagine getting up in the middle of the night and walking down a hallway to go nurse babies. That just yeah. <laughs> would not happen. <laughs> I mean, we had we had a system where um, my husband, you know, would, you know, if, if we heard the baby stirring, um, he would get up. He would diaper them and then he'd bring one to me because I, I wasn't really doing tandem nursing at night, but he'd bring one to me and then I'd kind of do the sideline thing, nursing her in bed. And then after that, she was done. Then we just switch and he'd, you know, put that one down, get the other one. It was like a little, you know, factory line. You <laughs> no, know, that's exact, exactly what we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, having them right there, I mean, you know, and having and we'd even put like, you know, the, the diaper um, equipment, like everything right there. Right. So we didn't have mm-hmm. to take them anywhere. It was just all right, like literally two feet away. Well, you don't yes. want to wake them up any more than they already are, right? Yeah. So if they're waking up just because they want to nurse, you know, you want to keep them in that groggy state. Yes. So the more you move them around, the more you're asking to have twins that are wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> no, just go back to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think we did find, you know, it was like, Around the four months, that's kind of when I think the eating patterns, you know, right. were starting. And I think I, I want to say it was probably about four and a half months when um, we didn't have to do the night feedings. Mm-hmm. So yes. it was like, whoo, we all remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like what, six hours of sleep? Or maybe, Whoa, maybe, what? maybe. Yeah. Four and a half, five. <laughs> four and a half, five. Yeah. And I think that's when we put our girls um, in a crib in their own room. And then we elected – we had one of those little crib dividers, a little kind of foam cushion that goes in the middle because we just felt like, you know, they were – they were in the co-sleeper and we, you know, we'd hear one of them crying and, um, you know, we're like, well, okay, are they crying because they're hungry or what? And and my husband actually caught them. So one, you know, when they were really little and they're all, you know, swaddled up and they, they'd, you know, kind of inch their way out of the swaddle and get their elbows out and they'd start like smack, one just like, <laughs> like, you know, they're like, and we hear the other one crying. And it's like, what? It's like, okay, yeah, she hit me, you know? Right. Well, that's interesting because we've been talking about the co-sleepers kind of thing that we're it's right next to the bed. Now we had, I guess I would consider them co-sleepers too, but I had two separate ones for them. So, and they were kind of like little bassinet co-sleepers. Were they thing. the they mini? Were the yes. Min- the so mini like size. Yeah. yeah. So, and in fact, after six months, they kind of got too big for them, right? But, yeah. um, and they were on wheels. So I would just kind of wheel them over, you know, and, um, but yeah, I never actually thought of putting them together. My, well, like I said, my, my girls are over two now, so they actually do sleep together now. But before I was scared of exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm 
like, I need these kids to sleep and not hit each other. <laughs> so, yeah. So we did that. But the, yeah, I think they were minis. They were minis. Yeah. yeah. We had just one big one. Yeah. yeah. And then we thought, okay, they're they're big enough. Let's put them in their crib and they're yeah. sleeping through the night. But, but we had the coast, the, or sorry, the divider. And that I think that worked for a while and then, you know, transitioned them probably, you know, maybe a month later into separate cribs. So and then at that point, you know, six months, you know, they can stand up. But I don't know. How about how about you guys? When did you make that first transition? With the first set, it was just actually we decided to get them out of our room and out of the bed when I had to go back to work for maternity leave. So that was kind of a forced decision. And they went from being in our room together to in their cribs separately. And they did really well, it was a pretty easy transition. I mean, you know, of course, we had to be in there a little bit and kind of do some modified, laying them crying out for like a minute or two at a time. But, I, you know, I always hated that. But the second two are like very different. Um, we were in the car a lot, so they never really got on a true schedule. So they stayed in bed with us till I think they're still in bed with us. But probably, let's see, they're just two in December. So probably about four months ago, we started putting them in there beds at night we we have to sit in there until they fall asleep or they're not going they're not going to stop crying if we leave so we're just waiting for them to outgrow that uh when they're five or six. <laughs> oh my <laughs> hopefully five or six yeah we'll take up a yeah. lot of space <laughs> I mean, but you know what it might be different if they were in the same crib again they might feel that comfort since they slept with us for so long so listening to everybody talk i, I think i might try that all right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the next stage transitioning to a toddler bed. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Well, welcome back. Today, we're talking with our expert parents about the different options for sleeping arrangements for twins. So we've been talking a lot about newborns and then sort of the into the baby stage. Um, and then how about when they're toddlers? So, I mean, at what age did you guys decide, okay, it's time to convert to a toddler style crib bed? So um, I don't know. How about for um, uh, Jules? Uh, we converted our girls' cribs to toddler beds when they were two. It was actually the week of their birthday, and it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be, but it wasn't exceptionally easy. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we decided to do that at two because Ashley was climbing out of her crib, and we couldn't lower the mattress anymore. Oh, so yeah. Wow. We just decided to suck it up and go for it. and. <laughs> The cli- it's that climbing thing. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so let's see. Um, how about for Shannon? I mean, was that kind of a similar thing for you, either either side? Um, yeah, yeah. It was kind of similar for the girls um, because one of them was same thing, trying to climb out that would end up like flipping out. So she's huge. Like for she's 17 months. She's like a really big girl. Um, so it was kind of not a safe situation to have her in the crib anymore. So we converted it to the toddler bed. And that was just about 
I would say like two, three weeks ago. Um, and that's when we, we did both beds to the converter bed, um, to the toddler bed. And then we pulled one of them up as almost to make it like a co-sleeper. And then the other one's on the other side of the bed. And so she's, so that's the bigger one. She just climbs up and like climbs right onto my bed to nurse and then pretty much goes right back into her bed to go back to sleep, which is just amazing. What, she goes back? (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could say it was like that for the boys. So the boys, um, the boys, we tried to get them in their own beds about around 16 months. And that didn't really work so well because I kind of have that weird situation where when the girls were born, I was still nursing the boys. So we were in the process of trying to wean them and, and then like putting them in their own beds. And it was just really hectic. So I would say now at about three, is when they're finally sleeping in their own beds and for the most part through the night in their own beds. But we do have to go in there, as you were saying, um, and just kind of sit with them until they fall asleep. As for the girls, we can put them down for the most part and they'll go to sleep, which is amazing. That is amazing at that age. Wow. Wow. (laughs) After having my boys, I was like, kids, don't go to sleep. They don't (laughs) sleep, right? They just don't sleep. Now, now we're kind of talking about like the whole climbing. I mean, because that, you know, I, I mean, I see a lot of questions about like, oh, my gosh, you know, my twins are starting to climb out of the crib and, you know, they're like they can stand up and they're starting to walk. And I know sometimes that's sort of that transition about like, OK, I need to do something, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure what to do. I have a solution. <laughs> I will tell you what worked in my house. But with all disclaimer that if this doesn't work for your family, I'm so sorry. And um, <laughs> if anyone gets hurt, I'm sorry about that too. So my girls, one, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this too, one is a lot more adventurous than the other. But my one twin would just throw her leg up there. I didn't think she was going to hurt. I'm, I don't know. Like there were no furniture and anything else in the way, right? But you don't know how they're going to land. And, and then it was tough because one twin would be out in the other one would be in and they would cry because they weren't both in their beds and things. So one just kept escaping. And after, and, and I thought, okay, we're going to turn this into the day bed kind of situation. And I thought that they would love it. And I put them so they faced each other, um, but that there was a gap in between, right? So they were really close. And I thought this is going to be perfect because, you know, they can pretty much reach out and hold each other's hands if they want, but then they can get up and they won't try to hurt themselves. And would you know that they refused to sleep in those beds? They would just kind of cry and cry and cry and um, wouldn't go to bed right away. And the whole situation was not working. So I had a brilliant idea to actually just take those two day beds and push them together to make what I'm calling a twib, which (laughs) is a twin crib. And um, it's not perfect because there are some little gaps and weird stuff like that. So that's why I put the disclaimer before I said this, like enter (laughs) at your own risk. But for my twins, it worked like magic. I don't know why just putting it together was like the the magic formula here as opposed to it just being a little bit further apart. But yeah, so they now have their own twib and I kind of like moved it out from, you know, the sides of the wall so it's in the center of the room. They don't try to escape. They're happy and that's what worked in that's my house. So now you said. put them in the, the twib <laughs> at <laughs> yes. night. Okay, so you put them in and, and then they and don't kind of... And for um, naps too. Yeah, that this so is this napping. is their sleeping arrangement. Okay. I mean, they, they do cry just a little bit like mom 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 and but that like lasts like three seconds after I close the door and then they just lay down and so no more trying to escape and I like I said I wish I could put my finger on why that was like the magic 
you hmm. know, thing that that worked for us. Um, I I actually have gone so far to you know say like I actually contacted the crib manufacturer to say you you may want to consider doing some sort of modi- modification for twin parents where they could push these together and it is safer. Yeah, yeah. Where the the cribs actually stay together, so there's some sort of latch, sort of like zip ties. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, that's what worked. Wow. Now you know. I mean, it's, it, I I'm always interested in so many different approaches. Um, and I've heard about you know when that crawling you know, climbing stage, you know, crib tents, but I think there was a recall on crib tents. So I did those with my boys. I'm I'm all over the map. I'm probably doing everything everything wrong. (laughs) I need to check the recall list. Um, (laughs) But that worked for my my singletons. They kept them them in in bed. Yeah. I don't know. How about Angela? What did you? No. So they've been in their floor beds since they were four months and then there's no transition needed. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, we just now are kind of thinking about getting um, a frame or a little flat, a platform for them because they really are just on a mattress on the floor. It's yeah. not kind of an unconventional nursery look, but um, <laughs> um, there, actually, there's a ton of ideas on Pinterest. I was looking last night before I came, but um, but yeah, so there we're just kind of you know looking for a way to make their bedroom look a little nicer. I guess I mean there's no no transition. But you don't really have to it. worry about the climbing and falling out. Absolutely which not. I think is so great. I mean, from day one, their room was already prepared and safe. Um, we have a few floating shelves with um, like a cord cover going down, so we have our humidifier, our lamp, our sound machine and our camera um and it's kind of behind like a, a little library shelf that's screwed onto the wall it's a little li- uh, ladder-esque but my son has stopped that little phase <laughs> um and then a few um really simple shelves that um are kind of hiding that cord area so other than that there's nothing else in there that, that we have to worry about well, that's so that's great now you know it's I really should... been so seamless i <laughs> i was so excited to come here because it's been such a positive experience for my family oh so, yeah now yes. i should mention we did we actually recorded an episode about setting up a room or home for in the Montessori style. So mm-hmm. if it's for everyone who hasn't listened to it, I mean, excellent way, different, totally different approach. And yeah. I think I, I know I learned a lot, but I mean, it, it simplifies things. It really does. It does. And it, especially with the two of them, it's been such a lifesaver. I mean, um, just go and, you know, I put them in there for a nap and they, when they're t- starting to get tired, I put them in their room, they start to play with something and then they just kind of fall asleep. And then I go and slip them in their bed and about eight months, they started to go in their own beds by themselves. So my my daughter is quite, uh, she's a mover. <laughs> she's, <laughs> so she does manage to get off the bed a little bit uh, still today, but she always wakes up and gets back on it. So, but my son, he's... He doesn't move. <laughs> He's oh, a rock on his bed. But yeah, so we've had the same sleeping arrangement the entire time. So Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, speaking of naps, okay, that's another thing for toddlers. Um, so now you got, you know, less sleeping time, but you still got the naps going on during the daytime. And we're kind of talking about getting in and out of nap. Um, but I mean, then there's sometimes I hear about, you know, the toddlers who are just disturbing each other, their sleep schedule, it's kind of just off. So how does that work? And so maybe uh, I'm thinking for um, Carrie, how about for you? How does that work? As far as whether they disturb each other or not, or, or just in general? Yeah. What What did you do for nap time for your, for your, when your twins were toddlers? Yeah. The nap times have always been um, my saving grace once I started working from home because I needed that, that time. Harper and Lila, the first set, I lost their cribs at like 18 months. I lost nap time with Lila. That was torture. So I had to take her and put her in my bed for like a movie time. And Harper would take a nap on her own. The younger babies, I let them cry. They cried for, scream for like five minutes. 
every day, but they do fall asleep and they sleep for like a good hour and a half to two hours. Um, but, but yeah, I have to, I have to get that nap time in. And like I said earlier, I had mentioned that, um, Harper, who's seven now, she still comes home. And if I don't keep her busy, she'll fall asleep after school at like four. So (laughs) they're all so very different. And, um, the little ones don't interrupt, don't disturb each other during nap time, but at night they do, which is, which is weird. But then Harper and Lila, I had to separate them because, you know, they didn't have their cribs anymore. And Lila would go poke Harper and pinch her and keep her <laughs> awake. And that just made wow. things absolutely miserable by the evening time. So, wow. stuff, but yeah. And so you separated them time. for nap time, but then, sorry, but at nighttime they were still in the same room together? Harper and Lila were um, until they were about four. And then we gave them separate bedrooms, which was amazing because we were lucky we had the extra room. And then when the new babies came, we put them back together again. And that's still been like an issue. Like every night, it's like, Lila, leave her alone, get some books, you know, because she still doesn't require that sleep like Harper does. It's getting better now that, you know, their sports have started up and stuff. But yeah, during nap time, we did separate them and then they went back together for bedtime. Wow. And then, so how about for, okay, so that for the older twins, so um, let's just say the school age kids that we've got, okay, obviously they're out there at some point they're outgrowing their toddler beds. <laughs> I know I, we did it yeah. really late. I mean, my girls just turned six and that was for their sixth birthday. We got them bunk beds. So I know it was a little bit late. <laughs> But, yeah, but if you can use it, use it, right? <laughs> right. Well, we spent all that money on it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And if it's working, yeah. let it go. You know. Yeah. So how about how about you? How old were your were your twins when you said, okay, no more toddler beds? They get like you know the real deal. For me, um, we went to bunk beds when they were about four or five. Four or five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. How about in Shannon? So my boys are only three still, so they're still in in a toddler bed mm-hmm. right now. Um, and for naps, we did separate them as well for naps because they were disturbing each other. Um, but they stopped napping pretty young at like two and a half, unfortunately. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a bigger bed and going to twin beds. And I think, you know, we thought, okay, it's going to be a longer term investment too. So, um, we're like, well, we want something that'll, they'll make it through all their school age, you know, years, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But now, um, in addition to the beds, how about, I mean, when they, you know, get to school age, did you have any other considerations as far as, you know, separating into to rooms? I know, I mean, Carrie, you're saying that, you know, you kind of broke them apart and then brought them back together. Um, I don't know. Anyone else? Like, was it like sleep schedules or I don't know. How about Angela? I see. <laughs> um, no, I'm, some, my daughter just doesn't need as much sleep as my son, it seems like. So he he'll sleep for a good two and a half hours. She'll sleep for like an hour (laughs) so so but it's nice she'll just get up and come out of their room so she doesn't really disturb him so much so so keeping them together is Mm -hmm. it's still working working. so far knock on wood yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. did anyone else have to to separate um your twins into different bedrooms earlier on you know i know sometimes you know i have friends who have the fraternal boy girl twins and kind of the question is like oh well you know eventually they're going to either want their own room or you know maybe when they get to school age they want to have their privacy you know that yeah. sort of thing so i don't know we don't have anyone on the phone today with us with the the boy girls but i mean i, I know that's a, certainly a consideration 
Two yeah, I oh, do. sorry. No, wait, <laughs> I do. sorry. But they're just two and a half, so it's not, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. not well, really a big issue right yeah, now. But yeah. no, down the road we are looking like, okay, you know, five-ish in that yeah. area will right. probably want their own spaces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's something that they, they kind of indicate on their own or they ask mm-hmm. for. You know, because I think sometimes parents are just, they're concerned about, you know, privacy and, you know, and maybe we're more concerned about it than than the kids are. Probably, right. (laughs) Right. Well, all right. Well, I want to say thanks so much to our expert parents for joining us today. So be sure to visit our episode page on our website for more information about sleeping arrangements, as well as links to additional resources. This conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. After the show, we'll talk about twin antics in their bedrooms. And for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, so before we wrap up our show today, I did want to read to you guys um, a submission that we got from a twin mama, Allison. I posted some stuff on the Multiples of America Facebook page. I was looking for twin oops stories. So these are funny things that um, perhaps happened to you or your twins where you look back and you just kind of have a nice little laugh at it. Uh, may not be so funny in the moment, which I think is the category that this story falls into. So uh, this is a bathroom kind of potty kind of story. Um, so Allison writes, recently I was changing my twins in my uh, gym's bathroom and I didn't have my stroller with me. So while I was changing one twin, the other ran into a bathroom stall and started splashing in the toilet. So the dilemma was leave a toddler with a poop diaper half off or let the other one splash in the gross public toilet. Ah! Never changing them in there again without my stroller. (laughs) Seriously, what do you do? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I, you know, I guess I think you, you could, you can wash a kid's hands. Yeah. But I would be just like in horror of the diaper kind of going everywhere. You know, I'd hate to say this, but I think my decision would be based on if anyone else was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> As they sound usually are. Yes, because yeah. if no one was watching, I, I, I don't know. I'd probably be like, just hang on with your diaper. I got to get this other kid. And then if, it, if poop goes everywhere, I'll clean that up later. I'm sure the other patrons would not like that. Uh, you know, me to do that. But <laughs> as I said, it depends on who's in the room. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Allison, thanks so much for sending this in. And if you guys have a funny uh, twin oops story that you want to share with us, we would love to hear it. So you can um, send us a voicemail through our website, send us an email through the website, and we'll get it on a future show. Well, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Parent Savers, your parenting resource on the go, and our newest show, Newbies, for new parents. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. 
While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.